Good evening. evening. Welcome to Trinity Lutheran Church. I'm, pardon me, Pastor Tyson Bibb. And uh, a special welcome to any guests or visitors we have joining us here or on the live stream this evening for this, the first of our midweek services during Lent as we continue looking at this theme of the salutary gift. Uh, And as you'll see in your bulletin, uh, this is set up for both this week and next week. So when you are done with these bulletins at the end of the service, I'll ask you to return them back Uh, to the tables where you found them, and we'll make use of them next week also. But for now, I'll direct your attention to where it says the salutary gift, week one, in that little box there that would normally have the uh, focused on Christ section. That's still what this is, where we read the following. In answer to the grumbling of his people, God rained down bread from heaven for the Israelites during their journey through the wilderness. This bread satisfied their physical hunger, but it did not allow them to live forever. They eventually died. In his incarnate son, God has once again rained down bread from heaven for his people. Unlike the manna that God gave to the Israelites in the wilderness, this bread endures to eternal life. And our Lord has promised that if anyone eats of this bread, he will never die. Like the Israelites, we need nourishment for our lifelong journey toward our heavenly promised land. God knows that the way is difficult and perilous, and he does not want us to grow weary or perish on the way. So he feeds us with heavenly bread and the salutary gift of the Lord's Supper. He strengthens and nourishes our souls with the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ under the bread and wine, as we read in the Catechism. In this holy gift, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness are truly satisfied. Like the disciples, we pray, Lord, give us this bread always, and so he does. Our service this evening is the Office of Vespers, as it begins on page 229, We now sing the first hymn. The first reading is from Exodus, the 16th chapter. They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after they had departed from the land of Egypt. And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness, And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them, whether they will walk in my law or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel, At evening you shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what, we are, for what are we that you grumble against us? And Moses said, When the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling, that you grumble against him, what are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. 
O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. For I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the Red Sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food and drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, with most of them, God was not pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things took place as examples for us, that we might not desire evil as they did. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. We must not indulge in sexual immorality as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in a single day. We must not put Christ to the test as some of them did and were destroyed by serpents, nor grumble as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the end of the ages has come. Therefore, let anyone think, who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. O Lord, have mercy on us. Please stand. The third reading is from the Holy Gospel of St. John, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. They said, so they said to him, Then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus then said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, It was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text this evening comes from the Gospel reading, John 6:35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. The Israelites were overcome with joy. The Lord had delivered them. He had snatched them out of the hand of Pharaoh just as he had promised Moses. He had led them through the Red Sea on dry ground as Pharaoh and all his hosts were buried in a watery grave. Miriam sang over them, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. It was a day of victory, a day of release for the captives. God had shown strength with his arm and given the sons of Jacob a new beginning as his chosen people. It would not take long, though, before that new beginning was spoiled. 
just as it didn't take long for Noah and his family to spoil the new beginning after the flood. The people began to wonder how they would survive out in the wilderness. Like newborn babies hungry for nourishment, the newly redeemed Israelites, they soon began to notice their hunger pangs. But instead of inquiring of the Lord, instead of trusting in him to provide for them, they began to grumble against Moses and against Aaron. Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill us, to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Well, naturally the people were hungry. They were in a wilderness without food, without water. It would be akin to being out in the desert. And for a while, they thought that they had it better back in Egypt, well, when they were slaves. But the Lord was merciful, slow to anger and abounding in love. He promised to rain down bread for heaven from them in order that they could eat and be satisfied. The Lord heard their grumbling, and though they deserved to die, he responded with love. At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I am the Lord your God. And that is exactly what happened. He kept his word. Problem solved. God was faithful to his promise. In the evening, quail came up and covered the camp. In the morning, dew lay around the camp. And when the dew had gone up, there was a fine flake-like thing, fine as frost on the ground. What is it? They asked. And Moses said to them, it is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. Bread from heaven. God provided for their physical hunger. He fed his newborn children so that they would not go hungry in the wilderness and die. But it didn't sustain them forever. They still died eventually. It offered no lasting benefits, and there was a reason for that. This miraculous feeding was meant to teach them something about what God would do in the future. As the saying goes, all that happened to the fathers was a sign for the sons. Well, this was a sign, the full significance of which would not be revealed until the coming of the Son, Jesus Christ. St. John records for us Jesus' own interpretation of these events. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. So John 6, 48 to 51. So this miraculous feeding of the Israelites, it pointed to the coming of Christ and the gifts of salvation that he would bring. God would, in the fullness of time, rain down bread from heaven once again for his people. He would give them his son, who is himself the bread of God, who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. You see, Christ is the new and greater manna. For he comes not merely to satisfy your physical hunger, he comes to satisfy those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. For it is he alone that can satisfy the hunger of your souls. Whoever eats of this bread, Jesus Christ, will live forever. For his flesh and his blood nourish and strengthen the soul unto eternal life. Sir, give us this bread always, beg the disciples. And so he does. Every time you are gathered around his gifts of word and supper, Christ feeds you with heavenly manna, just as he fed the Israelites in the wilderness. He feeds you with holy food, just as you sing in the communion hymn, Lord Jesus Christ, life-giving bread, 
May I in grace possess you. Let me with holy food be fed. In hunger I address you. As you feast on the salutary gift of Christ's body and blood, given and shed for the forgiveness of your sins, the Lord gives to you the spiritual nourishment that your souls need for the journey in this wilderness that we wander. You see, Jesus knows that you need such nourishment. He knows that the journey through the wilderness of this world is long, and it is sometimes, let's be honest, oftentimes difficult. He sees your daily battle with your sinful flesh, He knows your physical ailments. He knows your propensity to grumble at the gifts that God gives, just as the children of Israel did long ago. There's a part of you that thinks that what God has done for you is, well, not good enough. There's a part of you, a sinful part, that longs to return to your spiritual Egypt, that is, to the captivity of your sins. But God is merciful. He is slow to anger. He abounds in loving faithfulness toward you, his people. He does not want you to grow faint and weary on the way to your heavenly home. And so he comes week after week, a host as host and meal, inviting all of you battle-weary sinners to commune at his table until that day when you finally reach the heavenly promised land. He sets a table before you in the presence of his enemies, of your enemies, and your cup overflows. See, now is not the time to complain that God is trying to do you harm. Now is not the time to worry that you might not appreciate this salutary gift if it is offered too frequently. Now is the time to receive in faith the gifts that our Lord wants to give you. Luther understood the benefits of the Lord's Supper, and he said the following in the large catechism. On this account, it is indeed called a food of souls, which nourishes and strengthens the new man. For by baptism, we are first born anew. But as we said before, there still remains the old vicious nature of flesh and blood in mankind. There are so many hindrances and temptations of the devil and of the world that we often become weary and faint, and sometimes we also stumble. Therefore, the sacrament is given as a daily pasture and sustenance, that faith may refresh and strengthen itself, so that it will not fall back in such a battle, but become ever stronger and stronger." Manna from heaven, life-giving bread, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, for your salvation, for the strengthening of faith. That is your spiritual sustenance as you wander through the wilderness of this world. That is the Lord's salutary, that is healthful and life-giving gift to you. A gift that is undeserved to be sure, but one that comes from your loving and faithful Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, you rained down bread from heaven for your people Israel to sustain them as you led them through the wilderness into the promised land. Feed and satisfy your new Israel, the church, with the true bread from heaven that by feasting on your Son, whose flesh and blood are true food and true drink, we would never perish, but be strengthened and nourished in body and soul as you lead us through the perils and difficulties of this wilderness world into our eternal promised land. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, you led your people through the waters of the Red Sea and fed them with bread from heaven. 
Give, give to us a hunger and thirst for your Son's body and blood that we who have been led through the waters of holy baptism and made your people would see in this sacrament food that refreshes and strengthens our faith in your Son and love for one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. God's peace be with, the, with you this evening as we have been fed with the bread of heaven, the word of life, and so also as we continue through our weeks in Lent, we have multiple opportunities to receive uh, the bread of heaven and the flesh and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as he comes to us in and under bread and wine. There are uh, still plenty of copies of the devotional books that are related to the series that we are in for Lent, available in the back of church there or over on the glass case, so please feel free to take uh, another one of those if you haven't had one yet or if you uh, could make use of a second or even maybe uh, to give it to a friend or a neighbor. Um, that brings us to the end of our evening. I'll reserve the announcements then for Sunday and I'll greet you at the door. God's peace be with you.